0: Hello, and welcome back to The Stakes After Dark for our third consecutive night of Republican National Convention coverage. Please send help. I'm Holly Anderson, MTV's Director of Politics and News, and I'm going to be here all week. And the week after that. The road is long and straight and barrels toward a darkening horizon. It's pretty swell. The theme of tonight's RNC sessions was Make America First Again. And joining me here in our New York studio to help me rewind this comedy of manners in which nobody knows how to dress for dinner, our DC correspondent, the glorious Jane Koston. Hi, Jane.
1: Hello. When can we all go home? And I don't mean my literal home. I mean to the home that is away from this, this place. Away from this plane, Jane? (sighs) Yes, this plane, Jane. I didn't mean to do that. It's okay.
0: I thought we could open up tonight by really just getting some of the noises out of our system that you and I made while watching tonight's uh, sessions in Cleveland. Would you like to start us off?
1: Sure. Let's start with, uh, I, I My favorite noise tonight was kind of a, uh, Yeah, kind of a, like, perplexed puppy. Yeah, I also did
0: a lot of just, like, flat, inflectionless crying, like, uh,
1: Yeah, and there is some uh, 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 Ooh. Uh, mm. uh Okay, I feel better. How about you? I do. Too. That was As cleansing. Well. It was.
0: You know what else was cleansing? Watching Ted Cruz have his full on Live from Cleveland, Revenge of the Nerds, I'm living my truth, I am Joey Potter and I Choose Me Meltdown. And then watching CNN say that he was upstaged by Donald Trump,
1: I, I, as you know, as I was mentioning earlier, the Republican National Convention has made me like Ted Cruz, and I will never, ever forgive them for this outrage. I will reenact the Count of Monte Cristo. In fifteen years from now, I will emerge from my prison, and I will have my revenge because Ted Cruz was the highlight of this entire day, actually the last three days just for being willing to weaponize the fact that he is naturally hateable mm. for the fact that he said he did not say i congratulate to uh, donald trump he said i want to congratulate donald trump which is not in fact congratulating
0: anyone no 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 i'm southern and you went to a series of all girls educational institutions we know this game we wrote this playbook brothers and sisters Beef is on the table. Oh, it was so good.
1: I mean, (laughs) it was was terrible, but it was so good.
0: Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like, there was a little bit of haterade for everyone on the buffet, like many different colors of jello shots of pure contempt to lodge in the throat of the unwitting because, you know, you had you had Ted Cruz. Delivering a pretty devastating vacant space own on Donald Trump on national television, you had Newt Gingrich walk out and try to walk that back. You had Ted Cruz going on Twitter and being like, "No, meant what I said. Said what I meant. I'm a lizard person, 100 percent." And then you had you know the Corey Lewandowski enabled CNN machine spinning it up like Donald Trump upstages Ted Cruz. He did not.
1: Right. And uh, currently, Trump's attorney is on CNN saying that Cruz just committed political suicide. But it's sort of like he committed political suicide with everyone else in the room, and then, you know, he had all the doors locked. It was basically the end of Inglorious Bastards.
0: I feel like Ted Cruz didn't so much commit political suicide as ascended to a higher political plane. It was beautiful. He has his beady little lizard eyes focused on 2020, and he's maybe the only person that we've seen in the convention that has the correct form of the long game in mind.
1: It was like even
0: Rubio didn't have the guts to show up in person.
1: No, I (sighs) don't know if Marco Rubio still has guts or if they've been left somewhere in some bathroom in South Florida.
0: That's evocative, indeed. So let's go, let's review. And by the way, the events of this day that led up to it, I think, were appropriately prescient for what we ended up seeing unfold on stage, although they in no way emotionally prepared me for what ended up happening you know this was the day in which we had the second consecutive mishap with a flag burning uh, our reporter on the ground caleb horton informed us yesterday that a flag burning that he had been scheduled to attend had been canceled due to low turnout and today uh... there was a flag burning that would incredibly hilariously awry and led to this beautiful tweet from the cleveland pd which i'm going to read to you now it's like structured poetry Protester lit flag on fire, then lit himself on fire, catching others on fire. Flames extinguished by firefighters, no serious injuries. That's... Wondrous. Anyway, this continued on into the night. Uh, this theme of the GOP seizing up and emitting sparks with the house band, our beloved house band, <laughs> continuing to repeatedly play songs it has not cleared. Uh, I found myself actually grateful to listen to Rick Scott after this band. They brought a country singer on stage who sang like if Johnny Cash had been covered by maybe an Abercrombie house band, it would have sounded like what was coming out of this kid. Uh, but my favorite moment, I think, was when the mechatron flickered out behind Ted Cruz during his speech, and I thought this was the moment he was going to unzip his skin and reveal his true form. It's the only time Ted Cruz disappointed me tonight.
1: I think my favorite moment has to have been Michelle Van Eaton, a multi-level marketer, who spoke, and everyone on Twitter was just wondering, "Who is this person? What is this person? Is this a person? Where are her hands? What are her hands doing? What is happening?" I, I really admire the Trump campaign for putting front and center an avocado farmer and a multi-level marketer who claimed to hire a hundred thousand people but actually employs no one. That is, it's like that's pretty if you, on theme. It's true. It's like if you just scraped to the bottom of the barrel and then just went to the barrel underneath it and then scraped to the bottom of that one.
0: Truly, a multi-level barrel scheme.
1: Exactly.
0: This was a night of contradictions. Uh, we heard endless talk about government overreach, this, and big government spending that, and then we had a video touting the benefits of getting back to space. Do they know where that money comes from? Uh, we had <laughs> we had Donald Trump's appearances himself. You know, he walked in while Cruz was speaking uh, in an attempt, I guess, to upstage him on television, and then ended with... What was basically a tableau of that crazy New York Times article from this morning, Jane, do you want to tell our listeners uh, what the New York Times wrote about John Kasich this morning?
1: Uh, So apparently Donald Trump Jr. came to John Kasich and asked him if he would be interested in serving as vice president to focus on both foreign and domestic affairs, to which John Kasich said, well, what would Donald Trump do? Understandably. And his response was, make America great again
0: yeah and so at the end of the night you know Mike Pence has been speaking interminably in his tapioca tenor and Donald Trump strolls out on stage they do this weird kind of head kiss thing and then Trump walks right back off stage presumably into the waiting arms of his helicopter but it was like watching the future play out in which Mike Pence is actually president In like Christmas pageant tableau form. It was kind of amazing. Uh, It was a night of contradictions that began in Cruz's own speech with him shouting out uh, Muslim freedom of religion and gay rights and bragging about Republicans working to end Jim Crow. Lest we forget, this is Ted Cruz who once spoke at a rally in which a pastor also appeared who advocated for the death penalty for gay people. Uh, This was Ted Cruz's pivot to 2020. And I got to hand it to him. And I I want to be, care- be clear. I want to be cautious. We, are keeps, we keep piling respect on Ted Cruz. He's still terrifying because, as our own Ezekiel Kwaku pointed out this week, at some point, the danger here that we're all going to realize is that somebody's going to run Donald Trump's exact campaign in 2020 and not fuck up. And whether that's Ted Cruz, whether that's Marco Rubio, whether that's Nikki Haley, it absolutely is a specter to be feared. But for tonight, it was really interesting to watch Cruz perform such a naked pivot uh, to the next presidential election and do it all under the auspice of speaking on behalf of a man who insinuated that his father murdered JFK.
1: And who posted, uh, who tweeted about how ugly um, his wife was, which is, uh, it's very interesting watching kind of right-wing Twitter react to this. And then ha- you know, half of them are like, how dare he? At the same time, like, why would he support Trump? Like, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you kind of understand that at a certain point, you know, clearly Chris Christie wants to be attorney general. Marco Rubio wants, I don't know, a, a sandwich. Yeah but I, I ted cruz clearly recognizes that maybe you shouldn't just support the person who insulted your entire family for 6 months
0: i have a clinical appreciation for ted cruz that is something akin to the clinical appreciation i bear for hillary which is i recognize aspects of my worst self in them and I, it's it's just like it, it calls to me like on that basic resonant frequency it calls to them this is not to say that i'm for example interested in performing drone strikes on civilian villages or you know that i'm going to run around asking that we advocate for conversion therapy for gay kids but you know they know what they want and they go after it and on that on that dark machine level i i I don't know my my antenna twitch a little bit whenever i see either one of them on stage and then oh newt lest we forget newt there was this whole scene in which newt gingrich came out on stage and tried to undo the work Ted did. He tried to well actually Ted's speech and say, you know, you know, ladies and gentlemen, that paragraph in Ted's speech, you know, when he said you should vote your conscience. Well, there's only one candidate that will uphold the Constitution, and that's Donald Trump. And I don't think anybody in the audience bought it. And then no. Cruz went back on Twitter and said, actually, no, I said vote your conscience, and that's it. Uh, you know, and then we had... The reports that were pouring out of the queue after that were just amazing there were reports that ted cruz was banned from sheldon adelson's suite uh there were sources telling dana bash that a state party chairman was yelling at ted cruz quote so angrily that they had to be restrained and i'm just really excited to watch at the end of a long and fraying week all of these feelings spill out on national television
1: And I just like thinking that Ted Cruz reacted much the way Winona Ryder did at the end of Heather's, still covered, you know, surrounded by the bombed out high school, smoking a cigarette, smiling.
0: Put on that scrunchie, Ted. Mm, This is your time, girl. Jane, I understand that you have written a spoken word piece uh, that reflects your feelings on the evening. Would you care to unburden your heart with that right now?
1: I do. Let's hear it. The Republican National Convention is like putting too much milk in your coffee and having to drink it anyway. The Republican National Convention is like running low on alcohol at a wedding and having to muddle through it, sober, angry, bored. The Republican National Convention is Pepsi Max, warm, and a liter bottle. The Republican National Convention featured booze too bored to be effective, like a convention full of ghosts just waiting to clock out and go to happy hour. The Republican National Convention made Ted Cruz sound like a wily outsider. The Republican National Convention booed Ted Cruz for talking about loving America and voting one's principles. The Republican National Convention's video screens broke and it took us all 30 minutes to realize it because the nonstop flickering and outright failure seemed accurate. The Republican National Convention was highlighted by a woman who employs no people and a son who apparently contains no blood plasma. The Republican National Convention four years ago featured the nomination of a literal Trisket and got Clint Eastwood, and the Republican National Convention in 2016 likely asked Clint Eastwood to attend to the nomination of Donald Trump, and Clint Eastwood suddenly had something very, very, very important to do this whole week. The Republican National Convention is what is left in your refrigerator after avoiding grocery shopping for weeks. It is old mustard. No, it longs to be old mustard, lively and flavorful. I hate the Republican National Convention. Truer words, Sister Jane. Truer words.
0: Let's close this with a long cleansing sigh, shall we? (sighs) From all of us here at MTV News, thanks for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow night with more updates from the convention floor in Cleveland. I'm not sure if I regret that any more than you do, as well as our orbital view here in New York. Thanks for listening.